Time to talk some football with our friend Tommy Kern of NBC Sports Boston. Tom E. is brought to us by Dr. Matthew Prestia, Leonard Hair Transplant Associates, the hair doctor of Tom E. Curran and Christian Fourier at 1-800-GET-HAIR. By Awaken 180 Weight Loss, become your own success story by dropping the weight holding you back. It starts with just one call to Awaken 180. And by Unified Office, where they help businesses maximize every incoming call at unifiedoffice.com. Tommy Curran joins us on the Harbor One Hotline. Tommy, good afternoon. How are you? I'm tremendous. How are you, boys? We're uh, we're okay. We were uh, we were just trying to figure out because we haven't heard anything in the week. Are we are we down to like a level of hatred of eight down at Gillette because Robert hates Bill and Bill hates Mac and the fans hate Mac and so are we just a simmering pot since it's all quiet right now? I say glibly. <laughs> um, I think that they will unify in their hate for the media for continuing to gnaw at the bone of hatred and contention as self-made as the issues are by the Patriots, especially by, I believe the coaching staff led by Bill Belichick, but continued reports of in the building, there's a distaste for the way Mac behaved. Look, that, that continues to be reported, whether it's, Mike Lombardi, whether it's Albert Breer, whether it's Eric Mangini going to bat for Bill Belichick and ostensibly at the end of his Colin Coward appearance saying that he's sure that plenty of things went on that people haven't heard about with Mac. There's a big whisper campaign that's gone on, I think, to discredit Mac that is genuine. But at this point, the party's over. He's not getting traded. The agitation level with him is established. He's got a year in front of him in which I believe he's going to have one of the better years in the AFC at the quarterback position, and he's going to lead a playoff team. I'm going to walk out on that limb right now, and we're going to look back at this and laugh, and Bill will say, and you people wanted to make a big deal about things back in so, so, so this is interesting because just want to focus on one thing that you said, and maybe, maybe you expand on it. Uh, this whispering campaign to discredit Mac and that it that it is genuine, like from whose side, the inside the building, or just manufactured from reporters who are bored? No, nobody manufactures news reports. Stop saying that. We did this last week too. People don't manufacture stuff. People, if it's said in the building, it is said as distasteful as it, as it is and as much as the people who say these things like to snort, sniff, cluck, and clear their throat about it, it happens. We've heard innumerable times, well, Mac didn't handle himself well, and people in the building wonder if he took the coaching better, whether or not he would have had the same success as Bailey's Zappi. This stuff isn't manufactured. It's consistent. Now, we can surmise or at least wonder who would have a problem with the way Matt Jones acted? Who would have a problem with the way that he did not embrace the coaching? Could it be Bill? Could it be Matt Patricia? Could it be Joe Judge? Could it be all of the above? But it has continued throughout this offseason. Well, who exactly is doing it? I don't have that source, but I keep hearing the reporting, and I always believe the reporting because people have too much at stake to make stuff up. 
Well, first of all, I don't like your tone at all. I'm just going to be honest Here, with you right now. I'm not really happy oh, with the way you you're. I'm really happy you with the tone right now. Do I, I think you need to weed? like. I think you need to start this over, and they stop being so upset about like the the manufactured part. Week. Yes, where, where he what, what, said that it was all manufactured stuff from Florio. Well, then yell at yell at yell at Gresh. Here's here's where I took objection, and it hasn't been pr- the word shopping. Because to me, when you're shopping a player around, you've decided you don't want them. And I don't think we have gotten that from the Patriots when it comes okay, to Okay, so how about this, semantically? If you're not walking down the street saying Mac for sale, that's not shopping. But if Nick Casario, in the instance that Mike Lombardi uses, mm-hmm. if Nick Casario calls Bill and says, how about I give you a first-round pick? And the conversation continues instead of saying, no, that's that's not happening. Is that a negotiation? So it's not shopping, but it's considering, which I believe, as Mike Lombardi points out, former Patriots executive, consigliere to Bill Belichick, acknowledges that that's a definite possibility. I mean, that's so you're hung up on the fact that he's not walking down Main Street saying, anybody want a Mac? Well, yeah, Here, here's the reason why is because um... – uh, to me, when you're willing to move on from a guy, that and it, it's we're going to try to do the best we can. We're going to get the best we can out of this, but we realize we need to move on. And that's that's sort of a like. There's the reports out there about Trey Lance. I think now that San Francisco will take something. Like I don't know if they're shopping him. And some would say it's semantics. And Tommy, the other part of it too is, and Fourier talked about this. There's a lot of that that goes on in the offseason, is there not? Whether it's casual so, conversation, so one man, formal. One man shopping can certainly be somebody else's, oh, we're just tire kicking. I mean, when you go to a car dealership because you like a car from the road, are you shopping? Or are you just tire kicking? I mean, all of it falls under the same thing. And we're not seeing the forest for the trees, which is exactly what you're saying, Gresh. The Patriots are not entirely, quote, unquote, out on Mac Jones, but there's a continued and ongoing sense that didn't exist last July that he might not be the guy that they want to continue with going down the road. Here's critical here. here here's another thing that uh, you might be able to shed some light on maybe is it feels like Mac is bearing the brunt of saying Matt Patricia sucked when we have heard and seen at least tweets or heard about Kendrick Bourne being put in the doghouse and then Trent Brown as well. But yet the only person we keep hearing about is Mac. And supposedly there were other guys on that offensive side of the ball who weren't really in tune with what was going on last year, but it doesn't feel like they're getting the blowback or getting mixed into the hatred or shopping reports or whatever and if the if Mac really committed like a cardinal sin in the world of Bill Belichick, then why does it just feel like he's the one catching the brunt and those other dudes, it's like, well, you can kind of understand it because look who they were being coached by. Because he's the quarterback. He's a first-round pick. He went outside the building to get counsel as to what should be done well, which shows the Patriots and Bill's decision up around – football circles in both college and professionally. So those venial sins committed by not marginal, but less consequential players who are not the faces of the franchise are 
pale in the mortal sin that Mac committed. Mm. You're very salty today. I am not. I just can't believe you said manufacturing. <laughs> yeah, oh, boy. You said manufacturing. Like, listen, what are we doing? Honestly, listen, I, listen doing? I will, I will we... say this. Listen, I, there is an aspect of the drama surrounding the Patriots that I believe is manufactured. Now, is there some truth to it? Yes, of course there's some sort of, but I do think it's the drama is manufactured. The digging is manufactured. Let me let me see if I could, you know, you know paraphrase this in my own words. Like, yeah, I, I do. I mean, it, it's no, not nothing against you personally. I know, I know. But here's the thing. We have a hard enough time. I think journalistically, not in just sports, and I am not delving into other crap, in terms of people being able to look at a news report in any vein and say, well, that person, somebody pays that person to cultivate sources and report what they believe to be the truth from within an organization. So when we say stuff's manufactured, it feeds the notion that any report that you don't like people can say is false. I mean, I went through it from 17 to 2020 saying every friggin' step of the way what was going on with Brady and the and the, the organization and Belichick and Kraft reported a chapter and verse as it was happening, and I was told every step of the way how stupid I was. And then it happened. So that to me, when I hear manufactured, the, the you're exactly right. We get incredible and exhausting amounts of mileage out of the dysfunction. But there is always a, a seed from which all the weeds grow. And I think so, that the seed of – go ahead, bud. I, I know, but it, it is funny. Like, the, even when we go down this road, like, dysfunction, like, is it like every single team has some sort of layer of dysfunction? I guess this is just part of – what we would ultimately call that was coined years ago the Patriot way. Like this, this drama, this offseason dysfunction, this like this the shroud of secrecy with the, and then the reporters trying to get information. Like this is the real Patriot way. Like as opposed We've to this doesn't happen time, in other teams. People people will say the Patriots are secretive and difficult. None of us have ever had a hard time getting information. It's sourcing it and allowing people to understand where it comes from that's difficult. The most plugged-in people who've done it the longest have plenty of sources. But because, because Bill um, is a hanging judge, no one ever wants to go too far with where they're getting it. Yeah, but, for, I mean, for me, it's just as simple. If you reported it, I would have uh, I would have attacked the question differently than Florio. I'll just admit, I don't trust the guy. Well, I can go through word. the whole litany. That's just me. That's a like if you had reported shopped, I would have known that Tom Kern would have used that in the proper context. Same. In my opinion, same. So that would that's yeah. where that's where some or at least some of that came from. Tommy, I want to ask you about the draft because Fourier and I looked at what could be a fifty-three man roster for a Patriots game day right now. And it is better than what it was last year, no but it feels like corner is a little light. It's screaming, maybe it's screaming first round pick corner plug and play type guy. Are you vibing that or is that too 
uh, superficial to just look at the roster and be like, oh, yeah, they're definitely going here. What's your vibe on the roster construct relative to the draft? Very good position to be in. You're exactly right. I believe, wink, wink, they are very high on the corner group. (laughs) And plug and play, plug and play is absolutely in, in play for that position. But when you look at the number of good players who are going to be driven down the board by that run on quarterbacks, maybe four of them in the first, you know, 10 picks, you're going to have corners who can play right away. You're also going to be able to shore up your tackle position, but they're not as good. You can definitely take Jackson Smith and Jigba, but you can wait on a wide receiver later and still get one. You can even go and get a tight end and think about that position because next year you have two tight ends up, plus you have two wide receivers up, plus Josh Uche's up. After the year after that, Matt Judon's up. So you could even think about edge. Mm-hmm. They're in a win, 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 win position at 14. But corner is the most pluggy play. Is this kind of probably your, your whole theory on, you know, looking at the 2024 un, unrestricted yeah. uh, free agency class and, and, and giving some sort of clue as to what they're due based on who they're going to lose? Kind of, because you have to apprentice a t- tight end, as yeah. you know, yeah. the system. You have to apprentice, as Nate Solder did, uh, at offensive tackle. So those apprentice years can be valuable, I think. You, so that's why I look at both tight end, wide receiver, tackle, as all places that you know they're going to have to spend picks. Definitely a tight end. This is a bumper crop of tight ends. Anyone in particular that you're looking at, or is it just next available type of thing? There's this kid, Dalton Kincaid from Utah, Michael Mayer from Notre Dame. They're the top two. After that, there's a gentleman from Iowa. Who's the freaking kid's name? We mentioned a guy uh, from the, Purdue. What the, about the dude from well, Purdue? Uh, it was also the Oregon State kid as well. For oh, yeah, yeah. The guy that got – he Oregon was hurt State all, all year. The Oregon State kid is a grunt because he didn't play all year, but yeah. he was wicked productive. Uh, Darnell Washington, if you want to have uh, a Georgia tackle. Hybrid six, tackle seven. tight end. You got six seven two seventy. So there's a ton of options. Do you think, Tommy, that um the Intel Bill O'Brien brings will lead to a value, meaning I guess mid round, wide receiver this year for the Patriots? Because I wonder if Bill O'Brien is sitting there and saying, Hey Bill, listen, I know all you're gonna you got fourteen, you could go different direction. But I saw this guy. I know he's going to fit. If we get him, we put him here and we fix our kind of problems. Because everybody is thinking, not everybody, but a lot of people are talking wide receiver at 14. But do you think Bill O'Brien's got the ability to not jump on the table, but definitely pound it to get some attention and say, I'm telling you, this guy can help us? That's a really interesting dynamic to factor in because we would all presume that to be the case and think that that would make sense. But if you're if you're coming in as Bill O'Brien and you've been a former NFL coach and, and you're fifty in your mid fifties and you're well experienced, do you want to go in and start swinging things around and irritating the scouting staff and the director of college scouting and the people in the other parts of the building who might not know you? Matt Groh's doing the work on it. The scouts are doing the work on it. Bill's doing the work on it. Yeah, they might want Bill's input, but I wonder if he would feel um, 
at ease doing something like that, given just reentering the organization? It, it it's, is. It's a question. Yeah, it is. It is interesting. And on that note, another interesting chat with our friend Tommy Kern of NBC Sports Christian. Boston. <laughs> Christian will give you. Mad at me? Christian will no, give you. We worked it out. No, nah, Christian will give you a big hug. Hey, we talked about how his mom sends prayers to yep. people. We can always go that I'm route. Gonna, I, she can pray for you two to hug it I'm out. I'm going to add Tom E. Kern to the list. There we go. Tommy, Just a bunch of names. Tommy, thank you, buddy. We'll talk to you soon. See you, boy. There All right, go. later. There goes uh, Tommy <laughs> Kern.